couple of hours ago, Lieutenant Governor Janet Austin uh, read the throne speech. And the throne speech, of course, gives you an idea of the priorities of the government. It also kicks off an 11-week spring legislative session. Uh, the budget itself uh, will be uh, released on February 28th. So we got a few weeks uh, to go, but lots to talk about, even with this uh, throne speech. It can be quite vague sometimes, but it speaks to the broader sort of aspirations of the government. Joining me now to talk about today's throne speech is Ravi Kalam, BC's Minister of Housing. Minister, thank you for joining us. Hey, Jazz. Thanks a lot for having me. So let's touch on some of the broad uh, conversation and topics that I think are near and dear to our listeners' hearts and I think most British Columbians. Let's talk a little bit about housing for a moment. Uh, In the throne speech today, there was a a talk about increasing stock uh, uh, in regards to housing for the middle class. How uh, will the government go about doing that? Well, uh, uh, first we have the Housing Supply Act, which we passed, uh, which allows us in the Ministry of Housing to pick eight to ten communities uh, from across the province, uh, which we can identify um, when sitting down with them. We can address what kind of housing needs their community has, uh, set timelines on how fast and how quickly they'll be able to approve uh, a level of housing, which will help us address the challenges we have. So this spring we will be uh, making public which communities will be chosen in that process. We also will be launching our housing refresh strategy, which will lay out initiatives, everything from how we're going to get permitting approved faster throughout the province, uh, how we're going to look at uh, getting more supply on the market. So uh, a a wide array of housing, whether that's student housing, whether that's housing for people who need uh, subsidized support, or those who are just looking for rental units, uh, or buy or buy into the market. So there's a whole host of initiatives that are coming this spring, and the throne speech alluded to some of them uh, in detail. Uh, in regards to the public safety, there's been significant uh, complaints from the opposition that uh, this government has has really allowed sort of a catch and release view when it comes to uh, crime. What kind of things can we expect broadly from from your uh, from your government in regards to cracking down on some of that? Well, uh, I think most people that have been following this issue know that uh, the uh, issues we're dealing with are because of uh, federal legislation that was passed. It was some unintended consequences to the changes that the federal government made to bail reform. And, and so all the premiers, uh, all the solicitor generals from across the country have met with the federal government to say, you need to fix this and you need to fix it quick uh, because we're having real impacts on our communities where people are getting caught and, uh, and released uh, because of that provision. We also, uh, in the phone speech, it was highlighted that uh, we're creating teams that have police, uh, social worker, uh, um, uh, parole officers, uh, and a whole host of other professionals at one table identifying where and who uh, these uh, particular folks are that are um, repeat offenders, uh, some would say, uh, and identifying how we're going to navigate and monitor them. So uh, there's the federal reforms, which will help us Uh, address this issue of um, people being caught and then released, and then a a larger measure, which is how do we get these people rehabilitated, uh, and and if it needs to be uh, in in jail, then how do we make sure that we can keep them there to keep the public safe? Uh, In regards to child care, I know we're jumping around from topic to topic, but I think these are the big ones that folks care about. Uh, There has been a significant amount of talk about uh, the child care savings that rolled out on December 1st. Um, talk to me a little bit about extending that child care program uh, to after-school care. Well, uh, child care has been huge. I mean, we're talking, uh, you know, the, the throw speech talked about 
the savings people uh, have been uh, getting from the investments we've made in childcare, and being able to extend that to a larger pool of parents uh, is going to be a huge relief for many. And we know that there's a lot of people that could be working um, full-time but choose to work part-time because they don't have the supports for kids before and after school. And so being able to provide that not only is good for uh, families, uh, but it's also really good for uh, the economy. And we know we continue to have a labor shortage, so this will get, uh, give us an opportunity to have more people back in the labor market. Are we? I mean, I'm just curious in regards to that program specifically. The, the complaints have always been: look, it's uneven. Some folks uh, are getting the subsidy; others aren't. Uh, those who could use it aren't getting it. Those who could probably wait, or at least are doing better on the income scale are getting it. Uh, how is this going to be improved? Because right now the criticism has been that the child care program that's been announced is incredibly uneven. Well, I would say that, first off, the majority of uh, parents uh, in the province are actually getting the, the supports right now. Uh, there are some uh, with providers that are opting out, uh, and, uh, of course, they have the option to do so. There are uh, some challenges with uh, uh, some child care providers that are uh, unique challenges, which uh, the ministry is actively trying to navigate and find solutions for. But overall, we know that overwhelming majority of families are receiving these payments and receiving uh, a uh, lower um, uh, rate uh, when it comes to child care services. And we also know by this announcement or the signaling that it's going to be expanded, it's going to include a lot more families. Final question to you, $5.7 billion surplus. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, you have to spend that by the end of March by law. Uh, will any of it be going to debt payment? Well, uh, it's hard for me to say because this is uh, in the realm of the Minister of Finance uh, and the Minister of Finance was making those decisions. But I will say to you this, that uh, people have been clear to us that they want to ensure that uh, any investment is made in a, in a smart way. They want to ensure that the dollars that uh, will be invested are going to things that they prioritize, uh, which is, you know, health care and the critical supports and services that they, uh, that they depend on. And so those will be the frames in, in which those decisions will be made. But, of course, that's in the purview of the Minister of Finance. And uh, I know we all look forward to hearing what she has to say soon. Yeah, February 28th, we'll definitely be, be watching. Minister, thanks for your time today. Thanks for having me, Jeff, and stay safe.